I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Broseph Quiggles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Welcome to all you listeners. I'm sure at this point, maybe we've eclipsed 20. Probably. Maybe. So, um, We're getting up there. That's if mom and dad are listening. So, <laughs> crossing my fingers. I watched the last one twice. So. Oh, you twice. did? That's yes. so weird. Back down to 19. Because there's just sound. So, I don't know what you were watching, oh. but it wasn't us. <laughs> Wrong podcast. What episode? We are on episode uh, number four. Number four. I'm we're screwed after so five. Many. That's as far as I can count. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Anyway, so this episode is about coffee. So, of course, it's going to be called I Love You Coffee. Um, Right across from me is co-host Preston. What's up, everyone? To the left, we have the three proud parents of the very young coffee shop in Fresno, High Top Coffee. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Hello. My name is Aaron Figato. <laughs> <laughs> I love that introduction. <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I took a sip of coffee, and then Spencer pointed at me like it was my turn. <laughs> and I'm Carson Savanto. And I'm Spencer Savanto. Um, so once you hear those voices, just just remember who's who, because... <laughs> There's five of us here, and I don't want you to get confused. Or just go on Instagram. You'll figure it out. That's Look true. While we're on that, let's give out their Instagram so we can just gain that following, that epic there following. There are some underscores in there somewhere. <laughs> big we're, fan. fans of, we're big fans of underscores. Ooh. Okay. H-I- I there is, right? T-O-P yeah. underscore. Boom. Fresno. Don't forget it. Yeah, excited. If I was wrong. Yeah, I would, I would have been hosting this alone. Um, so anyway... Um, you know, everybody's talking about it, and by it, I mean you three, and by you three, I mean your brand. Your brand being High Top Coffee. Not us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But after this, it's going to be you guys, okay? Uh, So just be aware after this, you know, people are going to be coming in asking for you specifically. And we Um, slide into the DMs. Okay, whoa there. (laughs) Anyway, for me personally, I'm curious, what were each one of you guys doing before this journey began? Um... This is Spencer here, just for <laughs> reference. Uh, before I was doing this coffee stuff, I was purchasing construction material for a large construction company in Fresno. Mm. Yeah. Typical prelude to coffee. Totally. totally understandable. Totally. I, I get had, it. I had a private office that I had like tons of brewing stuff in there. I spent maybe four hours a day brewing coffee in there oh, and then man. about three hours buying construction material <laughs> so essentially you were in the coffee business because yes, that outweighed the actual business <laughs> absolutely good to know all right hopefully they're listening <laughs> <laughs> uh i worked at metal mark the climbing gym for a while and then i worked for the same construction company but as the receptionist and i graduated from fresno state Ooh, mm. we have a college graduate in the house only one and a drop <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was I doing? Uh, I've kind of done a number of things in coffee prior to us opening the shop, but right before I was roasting coffee for Lana Coffee here in town, in Fresno. They roasted their own coffee? They did. Oh my gosh. Well, Aaron roasted coffee. Yeah. And it was just Aaron? just a brand. (laughs) (laughs) So you do this on your, all all on your own? Uh, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Just me. Okay, so how did one? How did your guys' paths cross, and then how was this idea formed? Who was anyone take the lead on it? Did you guys all just realize that there was so much coffee involved in your lives? Like, you know what? Let's just open up something. Let's just keep doing this together. And you guys all climb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually how all of us met. Spencer and I met there a long time ago. 
And then we met Aaron there. Cool. Climbing. And then we all got together. Yeah. And said, hey, let's open a coffee shop. <laughs> that's just, I'm sorry, that's just random. Like, there had to be some sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. was there a moment? We're not like, accepting like that answer. Was I don't there, even know I how. Think, I think we both, we both. How did coffee I, even come into a like that conversation because to me if you're bonding over indoor climbing maybe it was like hey let's open a prone climbing gym <laughs> yeah. but somehow we ended up with a coffee spot so so I, I i'd kind of been like my wheels have been turning for a while about doing something on my own in coffee i didn't i didn't really have a clear idea of what that was i was like oh maybe one day i'll open a shop maybe i'll just roast my own coffee or something along those lines um and Carson and, Sp- Carson and Spencer had been in the process of looking at opening up a coffee shop as well. And uh, I don't really know. I don't know exactly. Like, you guys had got, you started the getting the lease for the shop that we're in now. Yeah. You bought the espresso machine. Yes. And then we ended up talking at the, at the climbing gym. Correct. Spencer came up to me very awkwardly one night. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hey, I hear you're into coffee. And I was like, uh-huh, go on. You wouldn't have it any other way, though, right? Uh, and so we kind of hit it off there. and Went on a couple dates. Yeah. Got to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Recorded for a while. Yeah. All three parties involved on this date? Or was it one at a time and then eventually it was like, okay, we're ready for all three? I mean... It was yeah. all three of us. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'd hang out and talk about things that we liked about... Um, coffee in the Central Valley, things that we disliked, things that we thought we could do that would be maybe a little different. Or okay, well, out of curiosity. Kind of true, true to ourselves. I, I, I always say this thing, it might get a little redundant, but things that are like true to who we are and what we like, and uh, now we have high top. What don't you like about coffee in Fresno? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not good. Damn, there. that's a that's a, that's a burner. You know, you don't have to like yeah. name drop or anything. I, I mean, like qualities. I was, of, yeah, like another way to put it, like what was <clears throat> missing from the Central Valley that you guys <clears throat> wanted to put in the coffee shop? Yeah, we're not trying to start feuds here. No. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Well, Carson, and, and, Carson yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's such a broad thing, right? Like, I mean, Fresno has coffee all the way exactly. from like, little mom and pop shops to. A shit ton of Starbucks to Dutch Bros to like more local shops that are doing specialty. So yeah, I mean, I think we were specifically talking about like a specialty coffee shop. Got it. Gotcha. Okay, I okay. I wasn't following. You got me back on the right track. Good. Um, and Sorry. just so everyone knows, uh, Preston and I come from a coffee background. So we were uh, once employed by the Big Green Monster, known as Starbucks. So um, after entering their location, we appreciated more than anything just because we came from. The cookie cutter coffee shop yeah. where you could walk in blindly and be able to know where everything is in any city in any location so um we do appreciate your aesthetic so uh wait i cut you off didn't i were you about to say yeah we did we did okay i'm sorry let's get back on track go ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh no i was just answering that question because it sounds like a loaded question but i don't think it is um we just wanted a lot of the coffee in fresno before this was in fresno like it was roasted in fresno like you didn't get much Mm. from other places so i think that was one of our biggest things was we wanted to be able to offer people changing coffees from different places so like san francisco denver washington we wanted we wanted options gotcha yeah we wanted options and an aesthetic i think that's a big thing like you just mentioned it's like an environment that feels really bright and uh, yeah 
Like, and this isn't me just like shitting on Starbucks to shit on Starbucks, but like you walk into <laughs> Starbucks and it's designed a way in a way to get people like to the counter and with their drinking out the door. Right. Like it's, yeah. it's, they pick out the colors for, for certain reasons. They form the lines with stuff that people pick, you know, and for us, it's more like we want you to walk in and kind of have that heads up experience where you immediately like see a human and some natural elements, uh, that feel like really warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. So. That was um, one of the big things. Why did you guys choose that location? Um, because I feel like one of the things that we're noticing is there's a theme of people, if they're starting something new in the recent years, it's there's a common theme of that area of town. Um, but it also seems like everybody's got a different reason. Is there a reason why you decided to? Because you guys said you two were the ones who kind of took the leap on that location. Is there a reason that stood out for you rather than branching out to a different part of town? Uh, Yeah, we wanted definitely a community-oriented area. So Tower is very much that. Uh, We're on a one-way street, and there's a lot, not a lot of foot traffic, but more so than other areas. Um, It was Cafe Corazon before, so Mm -hmm. the groundwork of people knowing it was a coffee shop was already there, which was kind of helpful. Um, And we thought that the building would be, like, set up and pretty easy to, like, move in and not have to do a lot of work, but we ended up doing a lot of work. Um, and Tower is just so locally owned that it feels it feels really good and local there, which is the vibe we were going for. Um, we also live really close by. Yeah, I mean, like that's where we live. It's our home. Yeah, like that's where I'd go every day to get coffee, whether it be in my shop or not. Um, however, I think to add to that a little bit is. Like we really, really wanted to be in Tower because it's such a hub for you know art and like music scene and everything. Uh, we definitely could have gone somewhere else in Fresno and just like been a high volume shop and just be making a killing, which we're not because we're on this like spot that we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't necessarily about the money, it was or like the volume of people, it was just what we wanted to do. It would be yeah. in the place that we wanted to be at. It'd be weird to have the type of aesthetic that you guys have at your shop in like a river park. Like, it just wouldn't, like, I think you guys get a lot of that vibe from Tower, and it, like, fits, you know? Yeah, the people fit the shop, definitely, yeah. Question that I've always had, where'd you guys get the name High Top? <laughs> Any background, like, oh, I'm sure that gets asked a million times, and I'm sure just for fun, you last name the High answer. Top? Yeah, I feel like a goof for always telling that. I just we don't have I, a good answer. Yeah, there, there really is no good answer. And that's the best story. Uh, right we, we did have a name. Uh, we had a little crisis where we were like, mm, let's change that name. Uh, what was it? <laughs> I didn't know this. Altruism Coffee Co. Altru- no. One more time. I just Altruism. Okay. All right. I, I thought it was ultra at first. And so oh. that's, why I, that's why I was clarifying. That's, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't brand change immediately. <laughs> yeah. Snack I mean, that means means like giving back selflessly a little bit. Like that's the kind of definition of it. And we liked it. However... Like, my mom was already referring to it as being, like, Tower Coffee. She couldn't even remember the name of it. So oh. at that point, we're like, uh, ah, okay. To your point. Time to change the name. Yeah. So, like, we kind of, we spent a lot longer, like, coming up with new names. And one day we were driving, and I, we had some sticky notes out. And we were like, oh, what about this? What about that? And we were just, like, writing down anything that we came up with and were saying. And I had some high-top converse on. And Spencer was like, hey, nice high tops. And I was like, that sounds like a fun name. So like, I think I wrote it down on the sticky pad. And Damn, that's a tight story, though. It's like, <laughs> that's it. 
how a band comes up with their name, you know? Well, it was, it's the classic post-it note story. Like, you guys weren't sitting in a boardroom and, like, had this whiteboard going on with pros and cons for each one. It was literally spur of the moment. Hey, keep that sticky note. Yeah, that came all, that came later, definitely. What, the whiteboard? <laughs> yeah. And the boardroom? Yeah, we had some crazy, <laughs> oh, crazy-ass yeah. names. I was gonna, yeah, so, like, when starting your guys' shop, what are you guys going back to when it all began? What was the hardest part? Like, like damn, this sucks or this is hard well yeah because i noticed you talking about that spot you were uh saying oh we didn't think we'd have to do much because it used to be a coffee shop but obviously i think by the way you were saying it that turned up it was a lot that you had to do oh man <laughs> and so i mean throughout that whole process what caught you off guard but also the finished product is amazing and so i'm curious of where the inspiration came from that or who if anyone took the lead on that or just collaboration but first and foremost i'm curious about the point where you're just like uh what do we get ourselves into all of it. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. I love this story. It's so much. I'm taking the mic. <laughs> Everybody did a little bit of everything, but Spencer really tells it best. Just a, because just a summary. A summary? Okay. Yeah, he suffered through the most. All right, we can make this a separate podcast. If you, yeah. Guys, yeah. you do whatever you want to do. Material. Yeah. All right, so we got the shop. Uh, I'm trying to go really quick here. You don't have uh, to. You're fine. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to do. I, had, uh, I have a mentor that told me that we should get an architect to come check out the space. I was like, okay, sounds good. The architect came in. Everything was a shithole. He's like, this is, this is not good, this is not good, this is not good, you'll never open up a coffee shop here. I was like, okay. <laughs> Everybody's got good. their haters. You came in the form of a professional architect. Yes. Whatever architect is. Absolutely. <laughs> that like, word up. We, it was split up into mechanical, electrical, structural, and uh, plumbing. Every single thing was fucked up. Like, <laughs> absolutely had to be redone. <laughs> and we already had this lease signed. So, uh, six months of us working with this architect and uh, trying to bring this space up to code before we could even touch a hammer. Just like logistics of making that happen. Six months. Jeez. So we we worked. We started in February. On July eighth, we finally, after like ups and downs of crazy things that we had to go through, finally got our permit to renovate the space. And uh, we got a couple quotes to do the construction on the space. They were like hundreds of thousands of dollars, month-long projects to redo. I mean, we took the whole space back to the wood studs and plastered out from there. Wow. Um, like, there's nothing in there. Not not even like a drain in, or like half the floor was gone. Hmm. Um, yes. And so we got these quotes. It's going to take forever. Is six months long for the permit plus like another four to five months to do the construction. And I think at that point, we already kind of like, we're running out of money. Yeah. And so we're like, fuck it. We got this. We're just going to build it out ourselves. <laughs> Love it. And Love it. teach this in a that, business class. This is the mindset right here. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> uh, and within two months and eight days, we had the construction from an empty shell to opening day. So it was over half the time that a general contractor said that they can do the construction that we had hire, and uh, yeah, for like half the price as well. Did you let that guy know what's up? Like, go back and find him. He comes him? in all the time. He's yeah, actually, he does. I've known him through construction for a number of years. He gets yeah. decapped every time like, unintentionally. Well, shit. And everything was done right. We had like licenses, and I just yeah, see Spencer in nuts. the corner with his arms crossed, like, mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Spencer, get back on bar. No, 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 no. Wait till he leaves. No. <laughs> I gotta stare him down. Yeah, it was great. It was really fun. Like I'm kind of like getting antsy to do it. Type two fun for sure. Like doing it, it was terrible. 
What's like, what's like the randomest code that you're just like that's a thing? Like when it guards to getting a permit? Because I know I I'd stop by a couple of times when you guys were building, and that was the number one thing I heard from you guys. Like, oh, we got this for a code, or this for a code, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand in regards to building out of an already developed mm-hmm. space the crazy city or city ordinances or codes that exist in regards to being able to allow to serve to the public. Like what was one or two to any of you that really, when you found out, you're like, wait, I have to do this. Yeah. So, well, to the size of our remodel, they basically made us do everything. You kind of like hit thresholds where like, okay, if it's going to be like X amount of dollars, you don't have to do this, but you have to like upgrade this as well. Mm. And then ours was so big that they're like, you have to do everything. (sighs) Like, the front entrance can't have this small, like, 2% grade ramp. You have to take out the full sidewalk and, like, redo a ramp, which made us redo an entry and, like, the whole glass. And then because we had to redo the entry, it triggered, like, we had to get these special, like, one-inch windows. And th- mm. because we had to get special windows, like, blah, 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 all these things trigger, basically. And it all really came down to ADA. Uh, that was probably the hardest thing that we had to overcome. Um and with ADA, also occupancy of the space. So trying to find like the loophole of getting the maximum of occupancy for a space our size, which is 49 people. Um, because if you get 50 people, it triggers like a double bathroom, other. like two oh, door, mm, like that makes panic sense. doors that you have to like push out. Uh, yeah, crazy exits and all that kind of stuff. So finding like this middle ground where the space, the size of the bar fits within the parameters that kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's nuts, man. Whenever you're going through that process, like how close were you guys? Cause there's multiple parts in that story where like, I would have probably just gave up. Oh, that like, was man. <laughs> like you would have an inspector come and you were just like on edge the whole time. Cause either <laughs> they're going to be super chill and nice and like not even look at things and sign you off or they'll be so detail oriented and like they're new on the job and want to make sure that they stay there forever that they'll mark you on the smallest things and be like mm-hmm. you can't fix it now i have to come back tomorrow and check it and be like just watch me like five seconds to yeah move this one thing and they'll be like no i don't know but yeah. you, they would leave and anytime it was bad it was like all right let's just quit <laughs> <laughs> quit yeah i feel like once we got to a certain point it was like well yeah like, when you actually start to see, like, the countertops, when you start to, like, see things in place, it's like, all right, this is going to happen. And then someone comes in, they're like, um, that pipe right there needs to be moved quarter it's like, inch all the way through the shop. And you're just like, fuck. It's like they were outside and they heard you go, oh, guys, we're almost there. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, they don't even work oh. for the city. Yeah. It's just like a fellow Starbucks corporate yeah. guy there. <laughs> we have... There is also, when we were laying some cement outside for a little ramp that we had to do, the that I hired out, and we have to put, like, rebar in it, and we put half-inch rebar in it, which is better than quarter-inch, but we called for quarter-inch in the plans, and we laid it, oh and the guy God. was like, yo, it calls for quarter-inch, and I'm like, don't even worry, I put half-inch in here, you can see it, like, I have my little pile of scraps right there, like... But it called for quarter inch. I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh, uh. <laughs> They're like, I, you know, I could have you rip this out right now, right? And I'm like, don't okay. do it. Oh, but we see. Oh, no, gosh, it's funny because as you're telling this, Carson's tagging in and like continuing the story. But every time I look over at Aaron, it's like he's reliving it. Like I see his like he's his crying. wheels are turning. Yeah. yeah, I mostly just like I'm picturing all of those moments that. It's like, mostly just like having conversations with Spencer 
like, hey, so the window is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he would just stare at me. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess these are our options. <laughs> and we have to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> it never, it, yeah, it never felt, it never felt like the three of us at any point, I, I shouldn't speak for all three of us, but it never felt like we were just like, okay, you know what? Scrap the whole thing. Like, it just, they, there were a lot of really frustrating things. And they're kind of funny to look back on now, I guess. Or they're fun to look back on, but... Definitely challenging. A lot of people don't, like, realize all this stuff that goes into it. That's why I wanted to shine a lineup because I feel like there's a lot of people, specifically coffee shops in general, I feel like anyone that's ever worked in one takes a step back and goes, I could do this. And then they're like, peace out. I don't like your rules. (laughs) And then they get hit with this. Or they don't even do the research for it. And they don't find out the cost. And so... One kudos to you guys for actually doing it because I know I was one of the people that said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to start a coffee shop." And I worked coffee for eight years, and here I am not doing coffee anymore. And so, good for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, back on the uh, design of the shop. That's one of the things. For one, as a customer, I hear other people talk about. But two, it's just the first thing that I noticed when I walked in there. It was so unique to just and nothing like I've seen in our town. And it just makes you feel like you're in L.A. Going into like a random, mom, not mom and pop shop, but just a, a random coffee shop on the street or even the Bay. And that's half the reason that I go to the Bay or LA and I want to get coffee so I can experience that because all we experience here is just the same thing over and over. Was there any inspiration from your travels that were included in there? Was there just a vision that one of you had, all of you had? There, piece by piece, what happened there? Um, yeah, we drew a lot of inspiration from places in the Bay and LA Mm. and Portland and Seattle and all of that, that we really enjoyed. Um, I did most of the designing, but we kind of like talked through the layout and that was the biggest thing. Like we wanted the counter where you order, right? You see it right when you walk in the door, we wanted the counters low. So it didn't feel like you were separated from them. Just a lot Mm. of things that we talked through and then. I kind of like went in and picked out the designing things. Um, but yeah. Probably, I mean, there's a lot that we thought out for like every little aspect that people don't even, um, listening, don't even need to know. But yeah. Like, <laughs> well, how much thought went into the, the world's smallest rug? That was a lot. <laughs> like, the research to, to find that. I love that it's a nailed into the yeah. wall in the bathroom. Like you can't push it's bolted. Anymore. It got it's bolted. It got I was just saying because yeah. somebody stole it, right? Yeah, the first. Oh, God, one. I remember, like, I went in there and I saw it for the first time. Like, oh, that's so cool! And I went back and it was stolen. <laughs> There's like a little sign there. Too. You have a moment of silence for it. <laughs> somebody stole the sign as well. <laughs> R.I.P. Man. Okay, so, so one of the big <laughs> someone's God. carpeting their whole house. With yeah, this thing. <laughs> like, just go get a normal size one. You don't need a bunch, bunch of, of little small mini ones. carpets. Uh, but one of the Obviously, I think the most popular thing about your guys' shop is your guys' mural. Um, I think of all the Instagram pictures, the stories, <laughs> you're bound to see that. Um, was that a vision? I know that you guys go through local artists, um, mm-hmm. if you guys want to give him a shout-out. But um, did you guys have a vision, or did you just, like, here's a blank canvas, do your thing? Um, yeah. So we knew that that wall, we were going to have a big community table in front of it, and so we wanted either like a wallpaper or something really cool there kind of for instagram we just wanted something that felt really cool right there Mm -hmm. um 
wallpaper was too expensive. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was looking all over like Craigslist for artists that would do murals, um, but I didn't find any that I liked. And then I was on Instagram and I just happened across Quinn, who's the guy that painted it, Quinn Bowman on Instagram. Okay. Uh, he, I came across his doodles and I freaked out i was like this is exactly what i'm looking for like this guy is so cool and i sent it to spencer and aaron and they were psyched on it and so i sent him a message and i was like hey i like your stuff would you be interested in painting a mural and he's like yeah i'll be there tomorrow to look at it and so we gave him freedom to do whatever he wanted and he did an amazing job he's done most of our stuff since then for all of our branding and his stuff is awesome he did a wonderful job i noticed on the walls that you have some of his like original art that you can there's even price tags on it which mm-hmm. that's another it might seem like a small detail but that's another thing that i've only seen out of town before have do you have any purchasers yet yeah I, we have. I think that's so cool there have been a few yeah his stuff is awesome people get psyched on it um, through the opening process was there ever a moment where well, I know that the, your guys' friends and family night was way busier than you planned for. <laughs> and so I know that could be a oh, moment boy. where you're just like, oh, damn. Like, what are we doing? Or even after that, where you just, I mean, I don't know what I'm trying to ask in the form of like, not a what did we get ourselves into? Like, wow, I hope this lasts. Or like, wow, like, oh, this is worth it. This is what all this hard work and all that trouble went into. Like, was there a moment you can pinpoint where you had a specific emotion that you always draw from? <laughs> Before opening? After you opened. After opening. Because I feel like as an outsider, it was just like, ah, <laughs> once you started for like the first two months. And then finally, like now when I come in, it seems like you guys are just like finally relaxing a little bit. So I'm just curious if there was a specific day or a moment where you're just like, ooh. I don't remember the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Man, I it was all blurry. I feel like I hardly remember the first two months. That's the, that's the timeline I put on it, yeah, because that's what I was curious about. For the first there, solid, like, three months, we were there from 6.30 to 10.30 or 11 every yeah. day. Like, yeah. the whole entire day. I, th- I think, so we, on all of our financial projections for this whole thing, we, like, really shot low. Because, mm. I mean, like, it's on a one-way street. It's in the tower districts. It's a very small space. And, like, yeah, coffee is not that big of a thing in Fresno. So we shot pretty low. And we just weren't expecting such a hit which is great it was awesome but yeah we don't really remember much of it i guess (laughs) but there was one day that my uncle came in and he took a picture and sent it to me and it was like fully packed he was like yeah like i couldn't get anything like there's a line and there's no place to even like stand and there in this picture there's like six laptops on this small little espresso (laughs) bar that we have like there's not even chairs and at that moment I wasn't even in the shop at the time. I was, like, getting groceries or something. I was like, whoa. What did we just create? <laughs> what, what is going on? It's funny you say that. I had a moment. I actually posted it on my Instagram. I don't know how far along in we were, but... I think I, I remember this. went out to an event by myself and came back, and I walked in the back door for some reason before coming through the front oh, door. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember And there this. were, like, people against, the like, that area in the back. And it was just like really full, and I was I just kind of stood there for a minute. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> they like, giving away free coffee or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I think I just like asked myself all these questions, like, "Who are all these people? Like, <laughs> why are they? Why are they here? <laughs> Where do they come from? Like, 
what am I doing here? <laughs> like, you just have like, the, I don't know, for me, it was just like a lot of questions all at once about more or less like what we'd done. <laughs> yeah. Let's say from an outsider's point of view, my first hearing of High Top was I was following Ramon on Instagram and he had posted a picture. It might have been with you or someone else, but like, just like, oh, this new coffee shop, everyone come check it out. And then like, but it was after that, like the next day, it was just like every day. I saw something. I'm like, okay, I got to go check this out. And um, yeah, everybody was posting pictures. And like, I went to work and people were talking about it. Oh, have you been to High Top yet? I'm like, no, I haven't been to High Top yet. <laughs> and then eventually, me and Ramon, um, here's a cool story. Um, we actually met for coffee the first time that we had ever like sat down and had a conversation together. And that's where this whole idea of I Love You Man, the podcast, was birthed at, was at High Top. So oh, cool. Thank you guys. Uh, I, <laughs> I told you, you that. that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, in regards to those, because you touched on the hours for a bit, I feel like that's another thing when out, like people are like, oh, I could do this. I feel like they don't ever consider these days that you put in. Um, besides, you know, the hours that you work on a single day at a time, a week at a time, what's one thing that you think someone who wants to do something like this on their own should know and be forewarned about that you wish someone would have warned you about and that, in regards to the process? And I would say once you're open, because I feel like it's two gigantic different stages one like preparing for it but then one actually running it while it's open is there anything that you have just a piece of advice for people just hey know this ahead of time that you're going to be working 9 10 12 hour days um or that this is going to happen on a day and you're going to have to be prepared for it probably the haters (laughs) (laughs) i love the honesty i think that's one thing that (laughs) we've struggled with it's really hard to separate yourself from it like high top is an entity it's its own thing mm. but when you hear anything like you get like a four star review or something we're like four stars like, you want to find who that person was yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hard to not take it personally so if you're doing something don't take it personally it's not you mm. um know what you're doing yeah and like know how to filter it because not everybody knows what you're doing and like yeah you do what you want to do and do it to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. And then you won't have the haters that are like real. People are just trolling. Yeah, people can be real assholes on the internet. This probably isn't anything new. I feel like there's a Taylor Swift song about this somewhere out there. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've done an okay job. Like, yeah, we have these. It's like, oh man, somebody complained about us being on a one-way street it's like well there's nothing we can do about that <laughs> you're not willing to change that that's not i can't believe yeah. this uh, but i mean coming from um because you i think you have the most in shop coffee experience going to it was there something aaron that you just absolutely wanted to make sure you didn't do didn't do didn't do like that you were leaving that because i know there were probably two to i mean two shops that um you for sure had experience in was there anything that going in you're like i don't want to have this involved in our business. I want to, you know, do this. That kind of inspired you to go a different direction. I think overall, like just having other people that work there, like generally really positive and excited. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like not, not that everyone I've worked with in other places have not been positive or energizing, but um, yeah, just like overall, like enthusiastic about the thing that we're making and, uh, and the place that we have and can host people that come in all the time. So yeah, I think just making it like a really comfortable place and making it really inviting. Um, 
it's not easy. It's not. It's it's a it's so it's so easy to say like, oh, I really want this place to be comfortable and warm and welcoming, but it takes a lot of time finding the right people to make it feel that way. It takes a lot of time finding um, like it's going to sound silly, but like the right paint colors and the right cups and mm. the right chairs and um, let, let alone like eleven other people to yeah. like get along with your vision mm. and like fully live their lives that way mm. and what you're trying to do and yeah does that like go into like whenever you guys look to like to hire people like what kind of filter do you guys use like looking for a certain person or like like you said the people that can provide that atmosphere um do you guys like look for that like special something totally. yeah yeah like people are your biggest ass i mean they're representing our brand essentially right like as if you were wearing a t-shirt that says something so yeah, finding people that are just really genuine and authentic. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the level of excitement for coffee is important, but it's not necessary that they, have, like, have experience, per se. Um, Sometimes that's, like, the the hardest thing to get over if they do have experience. Mm-hmm. Like, that might be, like, yeah. no good, not going to work out. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think it is cool that, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but you guys closed shop for a weekend. You mm-hmm. guys took your employees up north, right? Yeah. Five days. And there was the, it's like a coffee expo. What was the name of it again? The Specialty Coffee Expo. Yeah. <laughs> I was super sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to touch on that? SCA. <laughs> Get a new name. Do you want to touch on that and just kind of explain the logic behind it? Because I feel like it does tie into what we were just talking about because I don't think you guys are just like, mm, I don't want to serve anybody for a little bit. I think it really does tie into, you know, wanting to make sure your people are happy where they work and they actually understand where you guys are coming from and align with your vision. I'm sure that went into that. When was that idea thought of like, hey, we should do this? And then what was the reaction? How did you deliver it to the crew? And how did you survive that long of a van ride? Yeah, did you get any bad Yelp reviews while you were close? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So many. <laughs> yeah. um, we kind of just messed around with it. The three of us went the year before and had a ton of fun. And so we were hoping to go again. Um, and we were planning the whole time on taking like one or two other people with us. Um but there were two people already that had gotten that time off for other things. Mm-hmm. And so we we're like, well, we can't take anyone at this point if everyone has to work while we're gone. So we joked around about closing down, but we were like, no, that's an awful idea. Like, that's, we'll lose so much money. We'll, I don't know. It just sounds like a bad business idea. We'll spend so much money and then yeah. we'll lose so much money. <laughs> yeah, we're not making anything, but we're spending a lot. Um, but we convinced ourselves it was okay to do. Um, I think because the three of us wanted to yeah, go. Yeah, we really and wanted like, oh, well. to go. <laughs> so we didn't want to feel guilty about it. Oh, management went on vacation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> coffee expo. I, I like, there was a night I was like, I guess I don't need to go this year. Like, I kind of had this internal dialogue. And then the next morning, Spencer was like, hey, let's talk about this again. And I was like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I do want to go this year. Yeah, we should all go. Yeah. Let's all go. <laughs> and we just wanted everyone to have the opportunity to go. Picking like two people would have been so lame. Like, and it that would, would probably cause some tension too. Yeah, and everyone gets along so well yeah. that we were we were just like to take everyone to get away from the shop to get closer to each other. Everyone came back better friends than they were when they left, which is wild because they were stuck in a van for fourteen you think hours. Enemies yeah. would have been formed. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask, like, did you guys see like a difference like within the team like after that trip? Like, oh, just, yeah. like, definitely. A, they learned During so the much. Trip. Yeah, like They're the moment so that we stoked. left. Yeah, we were like, the moment that we left, Aaron was just like, all right, what do we want to take away from this and what are we excited about? And everybody like went through that 
and like said what they want and what they're excited for. And like that just kicked off the whole trip and just got everybody so psyched and it was unreal. It's actually really funny the other day, went to another cafe and uh, this guy that's that worked there was like, yeah, man, like that's so cool that you guys went to SCA and brought your whole team. But when I first heard of it, I thought that you guys were the dumbest people ever. <laughs> that's like such a terrible idea. But now, that's fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true though. Just like the more that you pour into your employees, like actually that's the return on the investment that you guys are getting versus like a lot of people are going to look at it and be like, you guys are closed for three days. Um, you guys are spending money while you're gone. Like it's just not businessly smart, but like really, you know, and it is. It's the smartest decision you guys could have made. So I mean, in a way, though, you, yeah. I kind of view it as like the Chick Fil A method, to where people go once one day out of the week where they don't have Chick Fil A. It makes you think about it so much that one day. So you guys had <laughs> how many days in a row where people were like, "Damn, it's not open. Damn, it's not open." By the time you guys are reopened, it's like, "Yes, they're there," and then they all <laughs> flood in at once. Like it builds the hype for it. So in a way, like you don't know what you have till it's gone. And so it was like you guys broke up with the public for a little bit. And then you're like, no, okay, let's try this again. And then they came back and they're like, oh, I, didn't, I missed you when you were gone. Like, I didn't realize what we had. And, you know, it was a beautiful love story. Yeah, we were anything. playing hard to get there for a little while. I like while. that. There's strategy. Most businesses don't have strategy like that. And you pulled from an everyday relationship. Got you. <laughs> Who comes? Uh, oh, sorry. No, <laughs> Just because I was thinking about food just now because I'm actually really hungry. <laughs> your guys' is like your spreads and your toasts. Oh, oh, that's so true. You inspire. I, I haven't told you guys yet. I do that at home now all the time. <laughs> I'll have I'll make my own toast with peanut butter, and I'll switch it out with bananas and strawberries and sometimes Sticky apples lips. too. You're not so good. To say that on this podcast, you're, you're supposed to say you should go to High Top and have. Yeah, come on. I, you didn't let me finish my thoughts. What I wanted to tell right you that I haven't told you yet is that I hate it. Anytime <laughs> I make it at home, it's disgusting. It never turns out right. I don't know where you get the strawberries. The toast is not as thick, and it's just like it's like thick, like. T-H-I-C-K, but like when I get the toast at your guys, it's like five C's. It's oh, like, man. it's just straight up like thick. <laughs> and so that toast alone just changes the game. That's what I was going to say the whole time. Positive Thanks. intent. Where's that? Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I assumed ill of you. <laughs> it's okay. It wouldn't be the first time. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? I forgot. Um, Inspiration behind the toast. Like who comes up with that? Like, or did you get, and you guys are always changing it too with like seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. We are not the best at that, but we're trying. <laughs> we, uh, it sucks because it's like I feel like we have all this like creativity like brewing up, and it's like we can do that, we can do that, we can do that. And then it's like, oh, wait, can you get enough do? ingredients yeah. to make like forty yeah. of those a day? Yeah. yeah, no, I can't. The three toasts Aaron and I actually made one day at our house while Spencer was doing uh, construction stuff, and we had a bunch of different recipes we wanted to try out. That was a great day, that was and fun. we. Tried all of them and picked which ones tasted the best and then kind of like looked the nicest and then brought Spencer all the samples. That was really fun. (laughs) And then the seasonal one is kind of always just like a team effort. Sometimes my friend will leave me like an idea or someone that works with us. The one right now was kind of inspired by Ruby who works with us. She Mm. loves lavender goat cheese. Try to get, we try to like involve our staff. Yeah. Like they're super creative. As much as possible on all the creativity because they're honestly like they work there more than we do. Yeah. And, like, they know what people want just as much as we know. Has there been a moment yet where um, you're out and about and people are just like, oh, my God, you're so-and-so. Like, not, I don't want to say a famous moment, but it's just like you get an out-of-store compliment in regards to, like, 
they're talking about what you guys are doing and they just let you know when you're just on your free time like no one ever recognizes me <laughs> really <laughs> always these guys never me <laughs> well maybe because um you were telling us earlier that sometimes you'll hide in the back when someone comes in <laughs> so maybe there's too many of those moments and they just haven't seen don't you don't throw me under the bus yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like celebrity kind of thing. Fresno Famous is a real thing. <laughs> it is oh, real. Man. I don't think that we've reached Hashtag. Fresno Famous. But everybody that is that says that. So. Now that we're on yeah. here. You have the maybe. proper level of humble, so that's good. We're reaching 19 people today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be 20, okay? Those 19 people listen to it three times a day. I bet so. you get that a lot, being Fresno Famous, huh? No, but definitely guys, not. No. Mm-mm. That's what all Fresno yeah, famous dang, people say. So. flipped it on me. I can't believe it. Aaron's definitely out of all of us the most Fresno famous. Everyone <laughs> knows Aaron. Aaron's really tall, so that plays yeah. in a lot. I feel, I feel like, yeah, I have that going You're the tall me. guy that works at okay. the coffee shop, right? Tall yeah, that's, that's just me. People are like, oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. You don't get a name, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an awkward point. I have gotten often like, oh, you're the guy that's the coffee shop. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> and that's where it stops, right? Yeah. No conversation. They yeah. just walk by you and say that. <laughs> I did have a guy at Whole Foods once come up to me and say that. He was just like, you're the guy who's at the coffee shop. I was like, yeah. He's like, you like working there? I was like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> One time you just tell him, no. Yeah. No, not me, man. <laughs> or just break down emotionally. I just want to get out, but I can't. Please <laughs> oh, help me. So yeah. <laughs> and then they, to your surprise, yeah, I hear that from all their employees. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> All you guys are saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys uh, have any plans for expansion? We always knew that we wanted to open at least one more, but I I feel like we're more open with talking about it now. And we were like, oh, it'll probably be like three or four years. But we're more open to like talking about actually opening a a second one now. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit more open about it now. Talking about kids now. Stay on your toes. (laughs) Yeah. We want to open another one. Just don't know where or when. Just like waiting for the right moment for that. We're really like... The three of us are spending a lot of time dialing in what we have and like making sure that it can totally operate and you know, a second shop wouldn't cannibalize the first shop or yeah. You know. Being able to maintain that and creating a second one and being able for that to like survive as well and be mm-hmm. a brand and uh recognizable. Yeah. Well whenever it's you guys hard. want to announce it, we have some microphones, so uh, <laughs> We'll keep that in mind. Advertising, is that what you're asking? For? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just saying, if you guys want to talk about it at all. Uh. <laughs> um, I think some can say that coffee shops, or just coffee in general, can be treated as, like, not a fad almost, but, like, it's a scene, and it comes and goes at times. To have a brand, you want to make sure it's evolving, obviously. How do you guys plan on make sure you guys evolve and you don't your growth doesn't stay stagnant? Do you plan on any sort of just rolling with the times, changing something up? Um, or just keeping the same. How do you plan to stay relevant? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> if it's pizzas, we're making pizzas. If it's juices, <laughs> yeah, we're making juices. Go. Right now, it's I'll, coffee. I will do it. whatever anybody tells us to do. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we need to elaborate on that more than that. I like that. Cool. <laughs> I feel like you've had two T-shirt quotes so far that I just want to plaster on a T-shirt and just start selling it. If it's pizzas, we're gonna make pizzas. I don't remember what the second thing you said. And I don't even remember what the first one was, but I just remember I thought it was. <laughs> oh, man. It wasn't I that remember. good. I know. Obviously, it wasn't t-shirt worthy. Though. Maybe it was just a hat. All right. Well, so one last thing. For advice for people that obviously a lot of people have that dream of opening a coffee shop. For people that are wanting to do it, maybe they're on the edge of deciding to advice for them. What would you give to them? 
Uh, Follow your dreams and fly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a butterfly. Uh, yeah, I, I sincerely mean it. Like being honest with yourself about who you are and what you like, and uh, letting those things like kind of manifest into the space or into the business um, is the most valuable thing that you can do to have a good business. I, I think I'm, I'm also only like nine months into this, but that's definitely kind of where we go. It's like, okay. Yeah. I, even though we were joking around like being pizza about the pizza thing, it's like, okay, we might love pizza, but <laughs> is that what we're trying to accomplish in our coffee shop? No, mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish, you know, having a really great coffee, having a really great space, having really great people. Um, so how can we like, do those things as as authentic as possible um, to what we like and to what we enjoy. So I think listening to that is, is key. Yeah. It's really easy to get wrapped up in what other people are doing and mm. comparing yourself, especially mm. just like in your town or other areas. And it's really easy to see that as competition. But if you just stay focused on what you're doing and do that as best as you can, there it's not competition. Everyone's doing what they're doing because they really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, just stick with what you're stoked on and be yourself. I always end up having one more question after Preston says the last one. <laughs> Go for it. This is for each one of you, and then we can totally close up. What If you weren't doing this, if for some reason in the universe this did not play out, <laughs> what would you be doing for a living? Do you have that in the back of your mind? Actually, better yet, if money wasn't a thing and you didn't need to make money, what would you guys be doing? Oh. I'd be down in Baja. <laughs> he he didn't. He didn't miss a beat with that. He knew what he wanted to do. <laughs> oh man, living out of a van. He's probably. had this plan for like eight years. <laughs> I feel like it's still gonna happen. It doesn't sound like it's just happening. a dream. It's just gonna eventually. It's part of the road. That's what the whole coffee shop was for. Yep. Just to pay for that. <laughs> the exit plan. This is yeah. just part A. You know. Starbucks is like, oh, well, we'd like to buy your company, and Spencer's like. How much? <laughs> Can you buy me a house? <laughs> Not a house. He just needs a van. Yeah. He's going to live out of a van. <laughs> Gosh. If money wasn't a thing, I think we would be living out of a van, traveling, climbing. Man. Probably. I, I, I appreciate that. Aaron, do you have anything better than living out of a van? <laughs> uh, work-wise, uh, and money weren't a thing, ooh, I'd probably... S- uh, it's not coffee, but I'd probably do something with food mm. to some capacity. I don't know. Like a cheese shop. A, a what oh, shop? Cheese. <laughs> cheese. That's something Fred doesn't have. I'm really into cheese lately, like the past year. Like reading books about cheese and eating a lot of different cheeses. And I love, I love this. I've never, I've never known that that is a passion. I love cheese, so if you open it, I'll come. <laughs> Honestly, well, join us. It's em. just really hard. There's like, the, I've had this probably isn't a surprise to some people that I listen, but like basically America has like done a terrible job making good cheeses. Um, and so in importing cheeses is really hard um, for like the true purest cheeses that you can find. You're getting educated so, right now. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just really fascinating to me and you, yeah. So anyways, I'm probably be doing something in food. All right. I love that. Honestly, I want to end on a cheese education. Yeah. If you guys weren't doing this podcast, what would you guys be doing? If money wasn't an issue? Yeah. Mm. If money wasn't an issue, I'd be trying to learn as many things as I could. Um, 
I feel like uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to get into, but I'm always pulling myself in different directions because I decide what I want to spend that money on. Mm-hmm. So if money was an issue, I feel like I would spend a solid year, no, multiple years, learning how to play golf. Um, if I wasn't golf, it'd be just going to Europe and just getting legitimate training in in regards to cycling. Um, if it wasn't cycling, I honestly think it would be fun. Um, if I didn't have to worry about the risks that you guys are dealing with in regards to business, I would like to uh, be in charge of a coffee shop. But because I'm, as I told you earlier, I'm an idea man, not an action taker. Um, that just remained an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if money was a thing, there's a lot of different things I'd be doing because I have a lot of different interests, but I always talk myself out of it in regards to finances. So there's a different different hats yeah. I'd be wearing. <laughs> I think for me, uh, I don't know why I had to think about it, but for sure it's something to music. I love music, anything and everything. I Even down the road, it's still like my dream, like maybe my 40s to open up like a jazz club or something. I don't think there's really a jazz club here in Fresno. I mean, oh, you can do a jazz cheese shop. Oh, jazz beat me to it. That's what I was gonna say. It's my last <laughs> episode on the podcast <laughs> um, next year. I wish I could sing too. That's another lesson I would pay for. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that I can't sing. Well, something we're just getting personal. Buy, this is honesty uh, hour. <laughs> this is leading into another episode. All right. Well, everyone that's listening, thank you for tuning in to episode four. Um, go follow these guys. It's at High Top. It's a underscore, right? Cool. No coffee in there. Cool. But um, thank you guys for coming on, sharing your story, being a part of this. Really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, just be nice to people. That's all I it ask is. of you. Be you nice to people. That every time. All right, We're going to change lives. I love you, man. I love you too, bud. I love you, dude. I love you, bro, Montana. I love you, Holmes. I love you, Brosif Gwibbles. I love you, Machacha. I love you, Tico Brohe. Hey.